0: You're listening to The John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas. Now with his boogie shoes on and ready to talk Baylor athletics, here's Jerry Hill with John Morris. With this great intro, Jerry Hill joins us now. And Jerry and I are face-to-face, Aaron, so uh, I get to see. He didn't actually get up and boogie when he heard that music, but he started moving around a little bit. He was moving and grooving. There
1: were parts the only one. Parts. It's called my dancing in the chair. That's what what I do best, I think.
0: That's pretty good. All right, welcome in uh, our good friend, and we hope yours, Jerry Hill, from Baylor Athletics, Baylor Athletic Communications, uh, we like to refer to you as the Baylor Insider. How's that?
1: Let's let's go with that. Give That's us some
0: good enough. Give us some good insight here on yeah. the next to last day of May. Let's start with uh, I mentioned this Baylor football. Yeah. Uh, this is a date that folks may not you know realize uh, is a significant date for Baylor yeah. football, but it really is.
1: Yeah, this is uh, you know we had so many come in in the spring, John. You forget that there were a bunch of signees that, you know, weren't making it into the summer because it just seems like more and more now, even the high school signees, they're skipping that last semester, graduating early and getting in in the spring. But, uh, yeah, I had 13 more uh, additions uh, this week and and still waiting on three or four more, I think. Uh, But, yeah, a good group came in. Um, I I wanted to touch on a few of the walk-ons just because – there's not a lot of information out there about hmm, them, yeah. so I thought this would be kind of cool to do this. Jacob Redding is a safety out of New Braunfels, pretty good size, uh, unanimous first-team all-district. So he's he's coming as they called him PWO, preferred walk-on, so he's he's one of those. Dylan Schaub, he's a long, slap, long snapper from New Waverly, and he's the son of the head coach there, Dean Schaub. Hmm. Um, and if you remember, John, there was only one deep snapper in, in the spring. Right. I mean, Gar- uh, Garrison Grimes was yeah. it, yeah. you know. Um, so, you know, this gives them a, a little competition, but, a, a, you know, a guy to kind of develop and stuff. But, uh, you know, good, good roots there, um, son of the head coach. So. And, and then another one with some pretty good roots, Trey Lawrence, um, third generation Baylor Bear, linebacker out of San Antonio Reagan, um, third generation like I said his dad Donnie Lawrence Jr. Uh, was a linebacker here in 1990s and his granddad Donnie Lawrence Sr. lettered in the early 60s that's so, cool third generation guy and I think he's excited about about being here and then the fourth one is Cade Tessier uh, quarterback out of Montgomery Lake Creek High School 6'4 210 um, again they don't have a ton of depth there at quarterback, but. You know, another another good addition to that room, I think, uh, with, the, with the ones uh, that went through the spring. Uh, had nearly 3,000 yards total offense last year, 32 touchdowns. So those were the walk-ons that came in. And then, uh, uh, several, like I said, several of the signees are also in now. Brendan Bett, defensive tackle out of Clean Ellison. D.J. Coleman, safety out of Mesquite Horn. D.K. Kalu from Missouri City Ridgepoint, a defensive lineman. Dawson Pendergrass, a running back from Alba, Texas. Alba. You know Alba, Texas, I know right? the name. And you, you. I know you know at least one person from there. <laughs> it's probably the only
0: one. Yes, the who only you, one. Who
1: do you know from Alba, Texas?
0: From Alba, Texas. All right, tell me if I get this right. Uh, was that Gavi Lewis?
1: That may be. Or um, is it Carol it's, Dawson? It's Carol Dawson, Carol thought, Dawson, yeah. But the other one <laughs> yeah. that went to Alba Golden High School, this guy was actually from Mineola High School. Okay. But Alba Golden High School was the alma mater. Uh, one of their alma maters is, is uh, Mickey Humphrey. Oh, really? The no, late, I did not the late know late Mickey that. Humphrey. But, yeah, yeah, Mickey was from Alba. So, that that kind of struck me when I, when I saw that. That's great. Uh, Zaya Robinson, an offensive lineman out of Arlington Lamar. Trent Thomas, a defensive end out of Missouri City Marshal. Lavar Thornton, Jr., a cornerback out of Fort Worth, Timber Creek. Good size. I think he was six three. Uh, Tayshon Wilson, another cornerback, Cypress Mady Creek, and Jer- Jaron Woods, a defensive lineman from LaGrange. A lot of defensive guys yeah. coming in. And then the ones that there's Johnny Carter, uh, cornerback, and Byron Vaughns, a defensive end linebacker, both Utah State transfers, and Sean Tompkins. An offensive lineman, six four, three thirty, out of Covington, Georgia. So those are that's the football editions, John. That was there the football go. portion of our little segment here.
0: Great preparation. Yeah. Uh you spend a lot of time on that. And isn't it funny? I mean, it's May thirtieth, yeah. And these are the last guys last to get guys. here, right? Yeah. I mean, it used to be it was August when camp started, right. and then the guys came in, and we get to see them for the first time. But now you're really, yeah. I mean, it's not mandatory, but yeah. you're missing out if you're not here all summer. Well,
1: and John, you, I know you would remember, but I remember remember how big a deal move-in day yeah, was yeah, that's for right. football guys right, you right. know I mean they were coming in early they were you know starting camp first week of August or whatever and it was a big deal that first move-in day for those football guys yeah. and now that's kind of a thing of the past <laughs> right. this was a little bit of that move-in yeah. day you know this weekend so uh yeah it's it is funny I mean all those guys are here they'll be here all summer yeah. and and certainly they'll be more ready in, in August.
0: That's cool. Good list. Thank yeah, you very much for absolutely. that. Absolutely. Uh, one question, one of the signees, Kalu mm-hmm. is his dad, am I right, is his dad Indy Kalu?
1: You know, John, when I was doing all my research, I did not fe- I did not look for that okay. one. Okay. So it may be, though. Okay. That may be.
0: I think that's right. I'm not 100% okay. sure, so pretty good bloodlines there as all well. Right. So, all right, very good. All right, uh, men's golf. Men's golf. Uh, they wrapped up their season over the weekend. They yep. were in uh, Greyhawk. Yep. Uh, Aaron's new new nickname, just refer to yes, him as Greyhawk. Greyhawk. He likes that.
1: I like the mask and, you know, the whole thing.
0: <laughs> He's probably wearing a mask yeah, right now. absolutely. But uh, not, not the best of uh, three rounds for Baylor men's golf.
1: Yeah, did not do well there. Um, you know, made it to NCAA championships, which that was a big deal. Um, but yeah, just didn't, didn't play well all week really. Um, you know, fin- there were 30 teams that made it and that was, that was where they were. Baylor they were finished 30th. 30th place. Yeah. Uh, but one thing I did check in my, all my research, time, <laughs> uh, the Baylor men and women both uh-huh. made it to the NCAA championships uh-huh. and there were only 12 other teams oh, that did that. So very good. Baylor in kind of an elite company there of teams that or schools that sent both teams there. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was kind of a positive out of that. And, uh, uh, Wake Forest defeated USC in the women's final. And then uh, we've got semifinals going on for the men right now. Uh, but it's it almost wound up being all ACC. Really? Yeah, Florida defeated Virginia. Otherwise, it would have been an all ACC semifinal. Gosh. Because North Carolina defeated Arizona State. Florida State defeated Illinois. And Georgia Tech defeated Pepperdine. And So those four semifinalists are playing right now. And then the championship will be tomorrow.
0: And uh, Johnny Kiefer, Kiefer. Uh, was a real bright spot for Baylor.
1: Absolutely, he he shot 68 in the third round, and it took that to you know kind of uh, work his way up the ladder a little bit and uh, and get into that final round just just to be able to play another day. Uh, and didn't didn't play a great round yesterday. I think he shot 74 yesterday, uh, but finished tied for 52nd. Um, and yeah, great year for him, mm-hmm. and and good to see him. You know. Finished strong there with that 68 on, on Sunday.
0: What are we saying? First individual to advance yeah. since oh9 Is that right? I believe it was 09 Yeah. Uh,
1: Paladino. Yeah, yeah. Cody I right. Yeah, I yeah. think you're right. So first since oh9 to advance as an individual. Right. I remember, um, and I can't remember the girl's name, but they had an individual that was just a can't remember if it was. I think she might have been the only one there. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even know that the team oh, made okay. it. Laura Linardi. Okay, that's who did, and she actually made it to that fourth round uh, you know, on the women's side. Yeah. And the only reason I knew that is because they were they happened to be in Oregon that year, mm. and I was up there for the softball oh, yeah, yeah. regional at right. Oregon, having my father son time with Jonathan. Um, so I was over at the softball regional, but I was able to go over there each day and kind of follow her a little bit too. So yeah. that was kind of cool.
0: Nice, very yeah. good. All right, track and field. Yeah. Uh, the NCAA West prelims wrapped up over the weekend. Yep. Baylor comes out of uh, the weekend uh, with 14 qualifiers for the NCAA's. Uh, that's a Really good number.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a great weekend, John. Because you, you didn't, you weren't really sure because their their entries to the prelims was a little bit down. Um, but I thought they had a great group come out of this, and I think it's a group that several of these will will have a chance to do something at the at the NCAA championships, uh, which start uh, a little over a week. Yeah. Um, down in Austin at UT. So uh, yeah, I think uh, on the women's side um, you had uh, Anna. Costarellis in the 10,000 meters, she was second in the in the prelims, and actually that was the second best mark overall in the, between the two regions. The women's 4x100 relay also made it, Koi Johnson in the triple jump, Gansi Maraki in the 400 hurdles, Mariah Ayers in the 200 meters, and the 4x4 relay made it too. So they had both of their relays make it on the women's side. Right. So, Good group there. Um, like I said, I think there's there's some of those that, that will have a chance to do well. Uh, 4x100 relay was also the third best mark uh, in the nation, in the prelims anyway. And then uh, their their 4x4 relay was sixth um, sixth overall. East had a lot of win. It mm-hmm. was uh, in Jacksonville, Florida. Mm. And they just had a very – so some of their runs, like the 4x400 and the 400, those were, you know, running partly sure. into the wind. Yeah. So their times, like, um, their best time in the 4x4 four four on the men's side was three oh four. Oh, wow. And, you know, that would have barely qualified um, on the west side. So, um, but uh, switching over to the men's side, um, obviously Zaza made it in the javelin, one of the best marks in the nation. Uh, I, I think a little bit of a surprise here was Ben Conacher. In the pole vault, um, I think I believe that was his career high, 17, eight and a half. And, and he was one of 17 vaulters between the two prelims that, that cleared that height. So I'm um, not sure what he'll do on the national level, but just to get there, that was yeah. a big deal for him. Uh, Nathaniel Ezekiel in the 400 hurdles, uh, ran a 49.04, third best in the, in the nation. Matthew Moore in the 400 meters uh, and Hassani Barr in the 400 meters. Both those guys made it. Dylan Bedell was 13th in the 400 meters, so almost wound up with three guys, which wow. that's what happened in the indoor nationals, had three individuals make it to the 400-meter uh, in the – I guess it would have been the semifinals there. And then uh, Camden Jackson uh, and Damar Francis made it in the 200, and I believe that um, young Colin Pirtle said that Baylor and I believe Florida were the only ones to have multiple guys in both the 200 and 400, mm. so we had two each in those. And then the 4x400 four relay also made it in uh, 302.20, best in, best in the nation. Like I said, the East had that win, and Georgia was their best uh, on that side at 304.71, so Baylor had the best time mm-hmm. in the prelims. Their 4x1 relay did not make it. And as we talked about earlier, the women's 4x1 relay almost didn't make it. They had a review because they were real close to passing the baton out of the zone between the second and the third leg. Wow. Literally, her her leg is up in the air, you know, crossing the line. But she got the baton before she took that next step. So they she was cleared, and, and uh, Baylor, you know, made it through their third best time. So uh, And that was a program record. Forty-three twenty-one. 21 uh, that's another one I should mention. The women had three program records there in the West prelims because Costarellis uh, ran a 32-10-96 9, in the 10,000 meters, like I said, second best in the nation, and um, that is a program record. I think she broke her own program record. And then one, one that Colin uh, found out later uh, Mariah Ayers um actually set the program record in the two hundred meters. Twenty two forty five. Really? I think the previous was like twenty two forty eight. Um and 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 again she had one of the best times in the nation because I think the two hundred meters might have had a little bit of running into the wind that I was talking about out in Jacksonville, Florida, so those times were a little slower there. But yeah, Mariah Ayers set the uh two hundred meter record. So a lot of good marks and good times there uh in uh, sacramento california
0: and that mariah uh qualified in three events really yeah the yeah, 200 and then both, both relays yeah. yeah
1: so she she had a wonderful meet and i believe it was in the four by 100 so she ran i believe it was the anchor leg and she she really well really in both she had great legs or great splits on both of hers in the relay so yeah she had a wonderful meeting like you said she'll be there in three events
0: is the uh, the men's four-by-four four time, you said 302, what, 20, 302, 40?
1: Yeah, but they've had better. That's I mean, what I was going to say. They've had like three flats. Yeah. I believe they set the program record earlier. And, oh, and Mariah also has now the indoor and outdoor wow. 200. So um, I think the men um,
0: – It was just the best time this week. Best time this week. Gotcha. That's,
1: that's where you kind of get into, you know, are, the, are they the best because um, – you know, some of those teams have run better times, you know, earlier in the season. Um, so, you know, it'll be a challenge at, at Nationals. But this is the deepest, I think, at least in a while, that the men have been, um, you know, where you have guys that you can bring as alternates that, you know, could really – I mean, it it, does, it you're not going to have a big drop-off if you have to put one of those guys in. And that may happen in, in the women's relays as well, just because, you know, do you want Mariah running – potentially six races, yeah. so they might, you know, try to, uh, you know, maybe make it through um, uh, the semifinals to the final with, you know, an alternate in one of them at least. So one of them that they would feel good about. I don't think they would replace her in the four-by-one just because that's that's such a tough thing to right. do, you know.
0: Right. Explain to our listeners uh, in your track and field knowledge. Yes. <laughs> why Baylor is built better to mm-hmm. do better yeah. uh, to to finish higher yeah. in the NCAA meet really than they are in the Big 12 meet.
1: And that's been a thing probably. I certainly started with Coach Hart. I think they were built for nationals, um, you know, because it's so hard to compete on the conference level and particularly as you got into the Big 12 because, you know, like Texas, they can load up in in a lot of events with the depth that they have. Yeah, Baylor with the scholarship limitations. And then, you know, Texas can bring some, you know, not necessarily walk-ons but limited scholarship and, and not cost them as much. So, you know, your Texas and most of your state schools will have, you know, better depth. Yeah. in a lot of those events. And then you have some teams like Oklahoma State, Iowa State, that might load up in the distance events and can score just a ton of points right. in those. But, uh, yeah, Baylor's is spread out a little bit more, but they have some that, you know, will compete on that national level. They – you know and and certainly they will do, those elite ones will do be, will do well at the conference level too it's just you don't have the numbers to compete you know against a texas or oklahoma state texas tech is really really strong team as well so those are those are tough to compete against and that's what makes you know the women won that indoor championship i guess yeah. it was back in 17 mm-hmm. It's huge. Um, yeah, when Annie won the pole vault right, and right. stuff, so uh, and that was an indoor. And that's a little bit more doable just because there's fewer events, um, and so I, I think that was part of the reason why they were able to win that is because there're fewer events indoors, yeah. um, you know, more events that you have outdoors, and and again outdoors it's tough because now you have more events, yeah, and so the other teams are just going to load up, yeah. and so it, it's just really to. Com- hard to compete on the conference level but yeah i mean with what the group that they brought there i mean particularly the men i think they'll have a chance to finish uh you know top 15 or so nationally maybe higher depending on how some of these do because i think you'll have you know i, I think there will be you know two or three individuals that will do really well and then i think the four by four relay has a chance to be a national champion
0: nice very good Went very well explained thank you aaron we talked about this let our listeners know uh jerry is our guest on our most recent sikkim podcast so uh if you're a podcast fan tune in subscribe and hear jerry hill with katie and i and yeah. that was very fun that was good it was yeah good that was conversation. Fun. that
1: was it was more than i thought it was going to be i thought we were <laughs> just going to touch on some highlights oh you never know and, stuff. and we wind up getting into a little, uh, you know, more uh, stuff about Jerry Hill. You yeah, know, which is as it of, should one be. One of my one of my favorite subjects. <laughs> as it should
0: be. <laughs> yeah, John, that's perfect. Real
1: quick, um, as I said, we we are getting limited on Baylor events. But right. I did want to bring up a couple things that are coming up: the uh, Baylor night at yep. the Texas Rangers game yep. this Friday. Um, so that will be fun. Uh, track is actually throwing out the first pitch. Dylan Bedell oh, really? from okay. the 4x4 four four, uh, relay and barely missed it in the 400. He will be throwing out the first pitch, but Track will be honored. You going to be there? I, I am. In Arlington? I'm yeah. going up. I'm yeah. going too. Um, and then um, next Wednesday, I believe that is the 7th, mm-hmm. um, they, they will have a welcome back BG game mm. up You're in Dallas. Arlington yeah. when the Dallas Wings play – Phoenix Mercury, and it's weird because they're playing them twice in a two in a three day stretch, huh. Wednesday and Friday. Yeah. But the Wednesday game will be the welcome back BG game. I know Nikki Collin will be up there. There'll be several representatives from Baylor, so that'll be a cool thing to welcome Brittany Griner back. Uh, you know, into the states, playing back in the. WNBA again so that's that that'll be a neat event next Wednesday. That's pretty cool.
0: Where do they play? They play in Arlington? College
1: Park Center. I believe it's on UTA's campus. Okay. I think. Okay. And I have never been to that yep. arena so I, you know, I'm going to try to make it. The problem is that's the first day of NCAA track right. too. So right. I don't know exactly how I'm going to work that but I'd like to get up there to, to see uh, BG and to and to see that new that arena because Apparently it's pretty good. I mean, it's a it's a more intimate, right? You know, arena and stuff. But I, I think it'll it's it'll, it's a cool place for the wings to play. Nice, very good. Yeah. Thanks for
0: mentioning those. That's it. Jerry Hill with us. Uh, let's take a break. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Wrap things up. John Morris Show brought to you in part by by Alliance Bank, Alliance Bank Central Texas. Two locations in Waco, one in Temple, one in Georgetown. That is Alliance Bank Central Texas.